0: Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the show. I am really, really glad you're here today because my goal I guess this is always my goal, but my goal, particularly today, is to help you stop and prevent this special kind of suffering, the suffering that comes from regret. I came across a quote on Pinterest this week that said, the only thing the soul cannot endure is regret. I think it said, actually, the only thing the soul can't recover from is regret. We endure it, but we can't recover from it. You can, however, eliminate it. So let's just give you some context here. Two generations ago, so our grandparents, they didn't have a lot of opportunities to make choices that they would regret. You know, they rarely moved away from home. Now, this is not for everybody, okay? I'm thinking about my family that lived in Kansas, farmed, um, they tried to move once for my great-great-grandma's health, or great-grandma's health. Um, they got in a covered wagon, made it as far as Colorado, and turned back. So they didn't make that big decision. They didn't really have to decide what job to take, because they just took whatever trade the family was in. Um, in my case, inheriting the farm. They, you know, didn't have to really travel, um, and they probably just married the person next door or the person their family told them to marry, and they just stayed married. Now, I'm not saying this is a recipe for success or disaster. I'm just saying they didn't have as many decisions. They didn't have supermarkets and restaurants with a million choices. They didn't have social media where they could post things that one day they might regret. But now... As you know, way too well, we have way too many options and way too many chances chances to do things that we could potentially regret later. And here's why I'm talking about this topic Regret sucks so bad. I'm going to talk about the little regrets, but mostly I'm going to talk about the big regrets, how to avoid them with sound decision making and how to eliminate them from your brain's space. So, um, one of the things I do is help clients make big decisions. I never make the decision for them. I don't know what's best for them. I don't live in their context, but I help them clear their mind trash. So, yesterday, I spoke with a client who, along with her husband, was facing a huge decision and it would impact their family's life forever. You're familiar with this kind of decision. It was, which job offer should I take? And he had three really great job offers at very big name companies, but two of them would require him to move his whole family, including my client, um, to the most expensive zip code in the country. So they would be downsizing severely and they have a growing family and she would need to negotiate working from home for her job. And this person, the, the wife, my client, she almost didn't work with me because she had lots of questions and lots of doubt, which is normal. And she believed that she was too junior to work with me and that maybe she should wait for 10 years to get a coach until she had more experience. I don't really understand that thinking, but that was her thinking. So she was in the moment and uh, regretting in the moment investing in her career too early. And I helped her see that 10 years from now, if she stayed on the path she was on, she was going to entrench her identity with her her job as the quiet Chinese immigrant who was good at math and worked hard for little pay. So she felt now anticipatory regret and did not want to be seen that way. So she figured it out, answered her questions, Answered her husband's question, she came on board, she is rocking it. And there's no way she wants to quit this job now because she is getting the most ho- high profile projects and she has a boss who respects her tremendously, so she's got to figure this out if he accepts one of those jobs. She's got to figure out how to keep this job, keep the great projects, and work remotely as a scientist. So like I said, I don't make my, the choice for my clients, I just help them be less confused and then I help them apply decision-making frameworks so they get super clear and really confident about the choice. Now we need tools because our brains hate making decisions and what people don't realize is that the word decide, unlike incision which is to cut into, decision is to remove, to cut away from. So when you make a decision, you're eliminating all options but one. And a lot of people are afraid to do that because they're afraid to feel regret, whether they know that is the reason or why. they, But regret is so painful and so toxic that they will just not decide. And not deciding is a decision for the status quo. It is a decision to accidentally live your life because things are going to happen. Things are going to change, but you're not going to be in charge of the decision and the route you take. And maybe you feel good about that because then I don't have to blame myself. I don't have to feel regret. I can just blame other people for where I am. Okay, so that is why decision-making can be debilitating and terrifying is because you're narrowing things down, cutting away all other possibilities. So we talked about a couple of decision-making styles and then I gave her this piece of advice. Once you decide, You're never ever allowed to feel regret for more than five seconds, no matter what happens. Because you're going to decide and you're going to feel great, but then something's going to happen. You're going to go, oh, oh, was this the right decision? That's just normal. But regret is not going to serve you. You can, you can observe, you can be aware, you can be curious, but there's no need for regret. Regret is never going to help you. And it is one of the most toxic feelings you can experience because it combines the two most toxic and heavy emotions. And I'm, when I mean toxic, I mean literally the emotions that create the most pain and inflammation that are the heaviest because they are the slowest vibrating emotions. Emotions are vibrations. Einstein said it. Everything is, everything is vibration in the universe. Everything. So the heavy emotions, the heaviest emotions are guilt and Shame. Shame is the belief that I am something wrong. There's something wrong with me. Not only did I make a wrong decision, but I'm wrong. Now I feel guilty for having done that. So not only do you fill yourself with shame and guilt when you feel resentment, you give yourself an impossible task because there's no way to undo a decision. So until there's a time machine, regret serves no healthy purpose. And you know you're feeling regret when you say something like this. I wish I hadn't done blank or I wish I hadn't said or I shouldn't have done blank. These can be small things like sending that email or eating that cookie, wearing that hairstyle or big things like I wish I hadn't quit that job or gotten that degree or bought that house or married that person. So it is pointless self-torture about something that happened in the past and can't be undone. Now, we have many ways as humans to self-torture. It's always available, but no awards are handed out for it. It doesn't make you more noble. It doesn't undo the decision. It only fills your body with toxicity. And that's going to turn into more fear, stagnation, and inflammation that will make you sick. And some people think, well, my regrets are going to motivate me to never make a mistake again or they're gonna motivate me to do better. And trying to fuel yourself with shame is like trying to heat your house with nuclear waste or something else toxic. Uh, Your house might get warm, but you're gonna get sick and die. So there's a better option. Instead of regret, you can apply acceptance and curiosity. Acceptance that reality is happening That thing happened. Yes, I made that decision. I cannot go back and change it. I'm just simply gonna accept it. I didn't say like it. I'm just telling you, acceptance is a far better choice than regret. And accept that it is impossible to have all the possible information before you make a decision. It's just impossible. There are so many billions of data out there, butterflies flapping their wings. I mean, there is no way you can know everything. Even when you interview for a job. There are so many unknowns. And you may seem to like your manager, but then you show up and you're like, who is this person? They were having a good day when I met them, but uh, what is going on right now? So the best you can do is use sound strategies for decision making. We're going to talk about a few of them and then listen to your intelligences, all of them, your head, your heart, and your gut. So we human beings, we're not even good judges of what's regrettable. We sometimes regret things that were our best, most important lessons, and if they hadn't have happened, we would have gone in the wrong direction. I was just thinking about one of mine. Um, I applied an interview, I interviewed for a Stanford PhD program. It was awful, I was terrible, I was so unprepared. (laughs) And I'm just giggling, Um, because at the time, afterwards, I was pretty embarrassed. And then I found the program I was supposed to be in, and I am so grateful that I botched that interview so badly, so badly that there was no way I was going to go down that track. It would have been a track that eventually I probably would have regretted because I wouldn't be here here where I am today. So instead of I wish I hadn't or I shouldn't have, like, Or I wish I had. Oh, I wish I had prepared harder for that. No. You think, oh, I wish I would have repaired, prepared harder for that interview. Maybe you weren't supposed to get that job. Maybe that job was supposed to go to somebody else. There's something better out there for you. So notice when you're on this imaginary time machine of shame and step back into the present day with curiosity. You can ask yourself, what did I gain from this experience? What did I learn from this experience? And when you notice you're holding on to regret, you can say, why do I think I'm gaining from holding on to this? Because there's a reason you're holding on to it. Maybe you think that punishing yourself will help you make better decisions in the future. Or maybe you think if you punish yourself hard enough that other people won't accuse you of doing something stupid because you're already beating them to it. And you can also ask yourself, is my brain just trying to protect me from making changes? Because your brain hates change. Even if that change is really good for you in the long term, like quitting smoking or getting off sugar or alcohol, your brain doesn't want you to do that because of the short-term pain. So maybe your brain is trying to protect you from making a job career change or changing a relationship or saying something out loud that you think you might be judged for. And then just listen, get curious. How is your brain trying to protect you? And then, remember, the regret isn't serving you. You can make the change or not without feeling regret. And then you just get to let go. Notice where this regret is in you, for me I feel almost all my emotions in my chest, in my heart space. A lot of people feel them in their gut. And I liken this vibration to the snitch in Harry Potter because it's got wings, but it's really heavy. Well, it's metal, so I I think of the snitch as heavy, but it's got these powerful wings. So attach the wings to this heavy ball of shame, this heavy ball of fear, and anticipatory regret. And let it lift, let it disperse. Keep breathing into it. And if you've been regretting something for a very long time, don't expect it to happen in one session. You're going to keep breathing into this until it gets lighter and lighter and lighter and starts to move through us like all emotions want to do. We have no problem getting rid of positive emotions. Somebody praises us, we feel good for like 10 seconds. It's gone. But shame, shame is heavy. It is stubborn. So keep at it, because mentally you can believe that you no longer need to regret this, but it's going to be in you. So keep breathing into it, letting it go, and then get on with living in the present. And the next time you have to make a big decision, use a smart decision-making style. My favorite is satisficing. It's called satisfice. And the alternative is maximize. And let me tell you just briefly, and I've talked about this in a different podcast, but I'm going to just briefly go over this with you. So satisficers, like myself, we come up with criteria, our must-haves. What must we have in order to make a decision about a certain thing? And then once we hit that criteria, we stop looking. And we start to savor whatever decision we made. I'm going to give you a really simple example. So when it comes to choosing food in a restaurant, so there was a time when I had sensitivity to many things, and I just didn't like fish. Uh, So I would scan the menu for anything that sounded good and didn't have gluten, dairy, tofu, um, mushrooms, (laughs) and fish and the first thing I found that didn't have those things that looked good, I would choose. It met my criteria. Fold, I would literally fold the menu down. It didn't matter if there were 10 more pages in the menu. I'd fold it down while the rest of my table struggled. What are you having? What are you having? Oh, it all looks so good. And even though now I can eat everything, I still do this. And as soon as something looks good to me, I stop looking, and I never compare myself to anybody else's food. And usually people say to me, oh, yours looks so good (laughs) because they're regretting what they ordered because they applied the maximizing style. So satisfice is the good enough decision-making style and then grateful, savor it, cut off every other possibility. Maximizing style is really the never good enough decision-making style. It's the perfection decision-making style, the best choice for the long-term Best choice for forever, decision-making style. Another silly uh, comparison to this, but if you think about online dating, (laughs) we hear a lot about people never wanting to settle because they think there might be something better out there. For me, when I started online dating, I don't know how, but somehow I did it right. I put my criteria. I just decided exactly what I wanted. And yeah, it was kind of a long list, but this is an important decision. These were the things I wanted. Like, you do not need to apply if you don't have these things. And sometimes I would meet a really cool person who had a deal breaker. But we'd still go out and have dinner and become friends, but they had a deal breaker, like wanting to have a child. Like, mm, deal breaker for me. But There was no uh, waffling. There was no wondering. There was no, well, maybe this person's worth it and I could adopt. Boy. I mean, no, no, I never thought that. I just knew that... The right person was out there. I mean, there are billions of people in the world, people. And I live in a pretty big, heavily populated area. So I trusted that there was somebody out there who was looking for my criteria. And once I found that person, and yes, it took mm, eight years, um, but in the meantime, I made some, had some great experiences and met a lot of wonderful people and learned a lot about myself Um, so that I was ready to be the person I needed to be when I met my person, and um, he was clear that I was the person he wanted to be with. So that was a satisfying, even though it sounds like a maximizing. Um, Did he have everything on the list? No, but he had the deal breakers. We met on all of those, the most important things. Nobody's ever going to be perfect, and you're never going to know exactly everything about a person. Hell, I don't even know everything about me. If you ask me about me, I could tell you some things, but I'm constantly discovering. So please become a satisficer instead of a maximizer. You can still make wonderful decisions as a satisficer because you get to decide what you want, whether it's a few criteria or a lot. Another way to look at decisions is to adopt a time perspective. Five minutes, five months, or even you can insert five days. Five minutes, five days, five months, five years. And then the end of my life. So the five-minute one, you're probably going to feel pain. like If I make this choice, I'm going to regret it for the next five minutes. Or maybe you're going to feel satisfied. Like I once made a choice to buy a house. That ended up being a very, very difficult house to live in. But my short-term pain and my short-term fear was moving twice, having to rent. And we had already sold our house in San Francisco. And I didn't want to rent. So I was impulsive and chose one of the first houses we looked at. So I was going by the five minutes. If I had paid attention to the five years, I would have thought this house is almost impossible to raise a child in. It was vertical, lots of stairs, um, uphill backyard, downhill front yard, busy street, beautiful street, busy street, loud. Uh, So it turned out to be very, very difficult to live in. But I wanted to avoid the immediate pain. So made a decision. I don't regret it. I learned a lot from it. Um, <laughs> it would be very easy to regret having that house, but I have gratitude. I met a lot of great friends in that neighborhood. Uh, my daughter was walking distance from our school. It was a great school. So I'm not gonna regret it. So this is very important to get very clear on what you want, And what you don't want, you can have a weighted scale if you want, um, but making sure you know what your deal breakers are is very important. That's step one. Step two, we're going to move up the vibration scale. We started at shame. We're moving up to courage because courage is the tipping point into expansion. Contraction is when you're holding your breath, you're full of fear, you're full of doubt. Courage helps you step into expansion. And it takes courage to decide to cut away all the options and commit to one option. When you have that courage, you are walking through a door and every other option evaporates. All the other doors go away. And you accept that. You believe that. You don't walk back. Next, you can experience pride. You can high-five yourself for your courage and then... Start to just enjoy and savor the ride instead of doubting and wondering if you took the right door. Expect to get triggered. This is change. It's uncomfortable. Brain doesn't like it. Nothing is going to be exactly as you predicted and you have to remind yourself why you chose it. What is the long-term reason why you chose it? And then move up the emotional frequency scale to gratitude and joy. Just celebrate you your courage, your choice. I recently had a call with my graduate group, people that have finished my nine-week program. And the woman who was the very first client to sign up for this program was on the call. And she just looked like a different human being. And when she joined our group, she joined officially because her career was frozen. She was getting no respect, Uh, No visibility. She had no resources. She felt stuck. And she's brilliant. It also came out early that she was in a dead marriage. Her marriage had been dead for a very long time. And they were staying together just for the kids. And the kids were now in college. And the kids could tell it was a dead marriage. But she had not made a choice to do anything different about it because she had this huge fear of having to pay alimony. And keep in mind, she was stuck in her career. Her husband wasn't working. Her kids were in college, and she felt so much fear and anticipatory regret about getting a divorce and having to pay alimony. So she was stuck. And I just helped her put the fear in context and look beyond the short-term time frame to see what she could see then. And what she saw, her face just completely changed, her state relaxed, and she said, I see bliss. My future is bliss and freedom, and my kids are fine, and my ex and I are amicable. She saw that as a possibility now, once she got past her fear and figured out what she truly wanted. She wanted a life of joy. So things happened very quickly after that because she decided. She decided it was time and she was gonna figure it out. So fast forward six months to our graduate call and it was all completely done, just as she wanted. It was legally done, it was amicably done. The kids were wondering why it took so long. Her ex-husband already has a serious girlfriend (laughs) and everybody's happy. And that decision, that courage lifted this weight that was on her, lifted this cloud of fear. And she completely changed how she was showing up at work. She started showing up powerfully, confidently, and of course she was using the tools um, that I gave her to show up as a strong influencer, um, as somebody with gravitas. And in less than a year, she went from a minor player with no resources to running a huge program with high visibility and making more money than she was when she negotiated the alimony. (laughs) So her her life is a complete 180. She put the fear in context and she practiced courage, confidence, and then she used her influence skills and her compassion and her presence. And she narrowly avoided a life that she would have had a very hard time not regretting. And what we know for sure is that on their deathbed, when you ask people, when you ask people if they have any last words, it's the things they didn't do that they regret more than the things they did do. One more client I want to talk about. She's um, in high finance, 52, and she feels like now is the time for her to take a chance, to be courageous, step out of her comfort zone, and she's interviewing for jobs that she is not the ideal fit for, but she knows she could do. She also wants practice in interviews because she knows that the ideal job that she wants is coming open. So she is having the courage right now to put herself in competition with people that she feels are the no-brainer choice for the job. So she's putting herself in position to get denied, (laughs) to be given feedback to say, no, you're not good enough for this job. Now that is a painful thing to hear and it is a courageous choice she's making. But for her, she does not want to feel regret of not having tried. And she knows she can do it. She knows it's not completely in her hands, but what is in her hands is the courage to try. And she is already learning so much that she knows that she can apply to these next interviews when it really matters. And she's getting experience. She's getting visibility with high-profile leaders who now are going to have her in mind when they think about things. Because, this, the, uh, first of all, just that she's showing up so well in these interviews, but also um, the idea of reciprocity, of feeling like, well, this person really uh, has told us a lot about herself, and so she's putting herself out there. So let's start looking for stuff for her. She's priming them to see her in a different way. And even if she doesn't get the job, she won't regret not having tried. So if you are regretting something from your past or fearing regretting, something, please listen to this as many times as you need to to let it go. And if you're playing small because you fear regretting something, take the long view. Change is never easy, but regret is so much worse. And you deserve better. Thanks my friend. I hope you have a great rest of your day and that you savor it. And I'd love to hear your comments about you know what you're letting go of, what regrets you're letting go of, and what courageous steps and decisions you're making and how you are satisfying instead of maximizing so you make decisions with more confidence, more clarity, more quickly. Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work Life Brilliance Academy where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.